Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You may also like a show about the things you may also like. Things like coffee with Jenny B. Coffee. It means a lot of things to a lot of people. It might be the first drink of the day. It can be enjoyed alone or socially. It can be cheap or pricey. Colombian or Costa Rican. Starbucks or Tim Hortons, espresso or cappuccino. But let me introduce you to the person who loves coffee so much, she does a podcast about it. Jenny B is an entrepreneur and teacher from Winnipeg who hosts the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, and she loves making this show. I can't even describe it in words. It just makes me feel happy. It fills me full of joy. It it almost gives me a purpose, if you will. And, it, and it's not just that first cup of coffee in the morning, although that's really important. But it's just this sense of something to look forward to. You know, whether it's having coffee with a friend, if I'm out and about and doing some shopping or whatever, it's, it's almost like I'm gravitating towards the closest coffee shop. And sometimes I will actually get a coffee and sometimes I just want to check it out because I'm always interested in new coffee shops or trying new coffee shops, you know, and discovering new coffee roasters. And it's like being on a journey, you know, a coffee journey, so to speak. So yeah, that's probably it in a nutshell. I don't want to give away your age, but you turned 60. You did 60 days of 60 coffees. Yes, I did. How did that work? Well, you know, it's interesting because when I was turning 60, my husband asked me, you know, so what do you want to do? Do you want to go on a vacation? Do you want to have a party? Do you want to do something with the family? Because my birthday is December 31st. And so New Year's Eve is typically you celebrate, you you do something, you know, like champagne and, you know, fireworks and that kind of thing. And I said, you know, I, I'm not really sure, you know, let me think about that. And And that was actually in the fall when we were talking about it. And then for whatever reason, this idea popped in my head and I don't know where it came from, but it's like, why don't I do 60 days of 60 coffees? And then I started researching because that's what I do. (laughs) I started looking to see, okay, do we have 60 coffee shops in Winnipeg? Because I, I wanted to make sure that I, you know, didn't run out and, you know, no offense to the food chains, but, you know, I didn't want to do Tim Hortons or McDonald's or anything like that. It it needed to be an actual coffee shop. And so then I started doing some research and I discovered that, yes, indeed, we had at least 60 coffee shops. And so I started, you know, mapping it out in terms of, you know, where I was going to go and what days and so on. And then when you're doing something like this, because of course, you know, I didn't know what I was doing and I was just winging it at first. And of course, my first visit was Starbucks because, you know, I'm a Starbucks gal through and through. And I used to work as a barista at Starbucks for four years, believe it or not. And so Starbucks was my first. 
And then the second day I did second cup. It's like, okay, Starbucks second cup, get them out of the way. And when I started looking at my post on Instagram, because I didn't do it on my Coffee with Jenny B Instagram account, because of course that didn't exist at that time. So I did it on my personal Instagram account. And when I look back at the first couple of posts, I didn't really include a lot of information. But then as I continued on my journey, I found I was adding more and more information. So I was talking about the coffee I was drinking, where it was coming from, perhaps information about the coffee shop itself, you know, some of the background, maybe talking to the owners and learning more about the coffee shop itself. So in other words, I was promoting the coffee shop. So if there was a coffee cup that had their logo, I would try to include it in the photo. And wherever I could, I would take a photo with the barista, the owner, whoever was in the coffee shop, and even questions about the coffee that they were featuring in the coffee shop, you know, finding out, so why did you choose this coffee versus that coffee? And so learning some of that story. And I really enjoyed the experience, like learning about the education about the coffee, learning more about that. It's not just coffee, you know, finding out the reasons why they started a coffee shop in the first place. And that coffee journey inspired something in me. It, it, it awoke this desire that I wanted to do something more with it. And that's how Coffee with Jenny B was created in January 2020. Do you find it curious that neither one of us is drinking a coffee right now? <laughs> I actually, yeah, I do actually find that curious because normally I would have a cup of coffee beside me. <laughs> Same with me, but you know, I broke past 11 o'clock and I thought to myself, I just don't need a fourth cup this morning. You know, it's about, I guess, limits in a sense, you know, because typically I would only have two cups first thing in the morning. And then if, you know, of course, if I'm meeting somebody for coffee, it's like, well, I'm going to have a coffee. And I think I've always said there's no such thing as too much coffee, but no coffee right now. <laughs> what did you learn by working at Starbucks, specifically about coffee? I learned about the different countries because the coffees they carried back then, they don't carry some of them anymore. So they had coffee from Kenya, they had coffee from Ethiopia. So learning about the countries that grew coffee beans or grew the coffee. So learning about the differences in the tasting notes. So for instance, the tasting notes in Ethiopian coffee, it's more of a citrus. It's bright, it's lively. So when you drink it, it's Ethiopian coffee to me is similar to Shiraz. So if you're a wine drinker, certain types of Shiraz have the bright notes. And so it's like the coffee or the wine is kind of dancing on your tongue in a sense, you know, so it's hitting all of those notes. And then when you're looking at something from Kenya, for instance, the tasting notes are slightly different. So it's learning about the tasting notes, learning about where the coffee comes from, learning about the coffee belt, so to speak. And so what that is, it's the countries that are close to the equator. And so the regions are conducive to growing coffee because it's it's hot, first of all, hot and humid, and where it's the perfect atmosphere, if you will, or the perfect conditions for growing coffee. So learning about that, learning about the different blends, you know, so learning that there are single, single origins. So single origin are beans from one country. And then when you're looking at a blend, let's say if I was creating a blend with coffee from Sumatra, and I wanted to lighten it up because to me, for all the coffees at Starbucks, there are only two that I will not drink. One is Sumatra. 
their version of Sumatra tastes like dirt to me. And then the other one is French roast. And it's like, nope, I will not do that. Too smoky for me. But having said that, if I was going to, let's say, do a blend and I had a Sumatra, not from Starbucks, but let's say from another coffee roaster, and I wanted to brighten it up a little bit, I might add some Ethiopian beans in there. And so then that changes the complexity of the coffee. And so now you've got the darkness of the Sumatra, which still tastes like dirt-ish, but then you get the brightness of the Ethiopian coffee that kind of changes it. So it's like, okay, it's still dark, but it's not that dark. And so that's what I learned about the importance of coffee, you know, that it's not just that cup of coffee, it's the farms that the coffee beans come from. And actually Starbucks has their own farm in Costa Rica, which I found very interesting. How did we get to this with coffee where it's become this big sort of importation and export of of beans? I mean, historically, what were the first coffee beans used for? Do we know? And if you don't know, you can say, I don't know, and we can move on to the next question. That's a good question. I don't know. I do know the story of how they how the coffee beans were actually discovered. <laughs> so do tell that. Okay. So the story goes, and again, it's, you know, the story because I don't know if it's actual fact. It was a goat herder in I wanna say Yemen. So Yemen and Ethiopia, I believe, were where coffee was first discovered. So it was a goat herder that uh, noticed that some of his goats were just jumping around as if they were possessed and they were jumping like crazy and he couldn't understand why they were acting that way. And he noticed that they were eating these cherries because coffee, actually, it's a cherry, it's not a bean. So they were eating these cherries and while they were eating the cherries, they were going crazy. And so the goat herder took these cherries and didn't know what to do with them. And I think it happened by accident, which is where a lot of inventions happen. He put it in hot water and that changed the complexity or or maybe he dropped them in fire and then they burned. You know what? I'm not 100% sure. But how that turned into coffee is that there were some monks that took the beans and somehow put it in hot water and that started coffee. <laughs> so, <laughs> What's your favorite snack to go with coffee? What goes well with coffee that we can eat? Well, it depends on the type of coffee you drink. So when you go for, say, a wine tasting, there are certain foods that you pair with the wine. You know, so for instance, so if you had, let's say, um, spicy food, you might want to pair a sparkling wine from Germany, right? So it cuts a little bit that spiciness. So when it comes to coffee, I would say that if you had a dark roast, you might want to have something with chocolate. But again, it depends on the tasting notes as well, right? But my favorite snack with coffee is a croissant. (laughs) There's something about drinking a cup of coffee, or in France, it's cafe au lait with a croissant. There's something about that buttery flakiness of a croissant. You take that bite, and then you take that sip of coffee, and it just, you know, it just makes me happy. Talk about the coffee community that you're involved with. 
Well, the coffee community actually in Winnipeg is quite diverse and quite complex, which is what I discovered when I was doing my 60 Days of 60 Coffees journey. I realized that if you think about the third wave, so the first wave is, you know, you coffee you have at home. Second wave is coffee that, you know, you have at, you know, like a diner or McDonald's and Tim Hortons in there. And then the third wave is where they are taking the coffee and elevating it. So for instance, one of the coffee shops that I visited during my 60 days was Parlor on Main Street. Now, when I was talking to one of the workers there, normally they're baristas, but he says, no, 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 we're not baristas, we're artisans. So if you think about an artisan, is someone that is creating something. So whether it's art or music, in his case, or his view of being an artisan is that they are creating a coffee masterpiece in a sense. So that explanation, that dedication to making sure that they are adjusting the perfect grind, that they are um, making sure that you have the freshest possible coffee is what really inspired me again to want to take this even further and learn more about the coffee community. And so with the coffee community, I love visiting different coffee shops, getting to know the owners, getting to know what makes them unique, what makes them stand out. Because on Provence, we have Cafe Postal, and then just down the street, we have Colossimos. And I remember talking to Jay, who's the owner of Colossimos one day, and I said, so do you feel that there's competition between you and Cafe Postal? And he said, actually, no, there's no competition. Yes, we are looking to attract customers to want to come to our coffee shop. But at the same time, what we offer is a little different than what they offer. And he even went one step further and said that he really loves how Cafe Postal makes their espresso drinks. So here's a coffee shop owner who also makes espresso drinks saying that he believes that Cafe Postal makes the best, in his opinion. And so in his mind, there's no competition, which I thought, oh, that's absolutely wonderful because when there's no competition, you can all work together. You can support each other. You can recommend, you know, if somebody is looking for something in particular, and let's say Colossimos doesn't have it or Cafe Postal doesn't, maybe they might recommend that you can go to a different cafe or a different coffee shop. And so I found that the community is very, not so much close-knit, but they all support each other. They all know each other. And it's learning more about that that I can then recommend. So I get people asking me all the time, I'm going to somewhere in Winnipeg. I'm going to go to Transcona. What coffee shop would you recommend? And I can say, well, I would recommend da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Or I was going to try a dark roast. What do you recommend? You know, so different questions, people wanting to know more about coffee. And because of my education, my exploration of the coffee community in Winnipeg and Manitoba, I can provide that information to them. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, 4Kids Flashback. 4Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. 
we'll be talking to the people who worked at 4Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. You may also like Supports Podcasting 2.0, so feel free to send us a boost if you are listening on a newer podcast app. If you don't have one, you can see a full list of them at newpodcastapps.com. Tell me about some of the benefits of Toastmasters. You started doing it, I think, way back in 2009, and you've worked your way up. What can someone learn from joining Toastmasters? I actually credit Toastmasters for a lot of the successes in my life. So Toastmasters, for those that perhaps don't understand or don't know what it is, is Toastmasters International is a nonprofit organization with clubs in over 150 countries in the world. It helps you to learn how to be comfortable speaking, helps you to work on your public speaking skills, and also helps you develop leadership skills. So Toastmasters, first of all, gave me the confidence that when I was working in the nonprofit world, I was able to go on TV and radio and talk about what was going on in the various nonprofit organizations that I was working for. It allowed me the opportunity to start working as an instructor for the University of Winnipeg, Pace. So it's been five years now, going on six, that I've been working as an instructor. And it also gave me the confidence to start this podcast. So, I mean, I could have done all of that, and it could have worked, maybe, might have taken me a little bit longer, but the experience, the confidence, the knowledge that Toastmasters gave me helped me with all of the, that I've just mentioned right now. So Toastmasters is very important to me. You've got the ear of anybody who runs a coffee shop. Looking back from 2020 onward and the pandemic, what are some of the changes that have happened in and amongst the coffee community and, and coffee parlors where you live? Well, during the pandemic, a lot of businesses were shutting down for very good reasons, because nobody was going out and everybody needed to be careful because of COVID. And what I found interesting is that there were actually some coffee shops that opened during the pandemic. There were coffee shops that obviously had to shut down for a few months, but then opened up again, of course, you know, with safety protocols and procedures in place. If people couldn't visit coffee shops, there were deliveries. So coffee shops could deliver coffee beans to your location, to your business, to your home. And that's how I enjoyed coffee during the pandemic is that I would support local coffee shops and they would deliver it. They would drop it off on my doorstep <laughs> in a bag and let me know, okay, we've delivered the coffee for you. So I know the word pivot has been used so much 
in relation to our pandemic. But that's what people had to do is they had to pivot. They had to figure out, okay, we can't shut down forever. We have to find a way of making this work. And so they were very inventive or innovative. Innovate. Thank you. <laughs> they were very innovative in finding out what could work and they made it work. And as I said, coffee shops opened. Is there such a thing as a good cup of decaf coffee? Oh my goodness. Okay. I've actually, on my latest episode with Melanie from Sassy Bean Coffee, she was talking about one of her blends, which is calmly Karen, which she says is a decaf. And I actually said to her, I've never met a decaf coffee that I like because there's just something about, I don't know what it is. And people say, you're crazy. You know, it's, it's coffee, but I can tell when it's decaf and it's like, mm -mm, nope. I'm not drinking it. I don't know why. It's just, maybe it's in my head. I, I don't know how to explain that. But I said to her, I, I would be willing to try Calmly Karen, and she's actually going, going to send me some to try. So I'll have to report back. But it's not to say, I know that uh, Stone City Coffee Roasters, apparently Colleen was talking about their decaf. That is really good. I haven't tried it yet. So maybe I don't need to be as close-minded when it comes to decaf and, and maybe do some taste testing and maybe I will find my favorite decaf. Is there a time of the day when you have to stop drinking coffee because it might keep you up at night? I don't think so because I've had, obviously I drink coffee in the morning. Uh, I can drink coffee in the afternoon. I've gone out for dinner in the evening and had coffee and it hasn't affected my sleep. Not yet. Anyway. <laughs> You're a freak. I know. <laughs> <laughs> How has doing your podcast shaped your brand? Back to January 2020, when I wanted to go further with my coffee journey. And that's when I created my Coffee with Jenny B account. So I created, I got the website uh, URL. I got, I opened an Instagram account. Gmail account. It's like, okay, I'm ready to go. My plan was I was going to do a, a rural tour and visit all the coffee shops. And then of course the pandemic hit. And then I started thinking, okay, so what can I do with Coffee with Jenny B? And I remember I had a coffee date with Linda, who's a, who's a coach. And we were just having coffee and we were just kind of chatting one day. And she said, what is it that you want to do? And I said, well, I want to do something with Coffee with Jenny B. So we just started talking and she said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I want to talk about it. And she says, well, what about a podcast? And I said, a podcast? I can't do a podcast. I don't know what to do. I have no idea. And, and she said, well, I do one and I really enjoy it. And she's, she kind of said, you know, think about it. So we started thinking about it and I started making notes and, you know, started talking about it. And I remember my girlfriend said to me one day, she said, well, you keep talking about it. So what's your plan? What are you going to do? And I said, well, I don't know. Well, you need a plan. And I remember one day I was at Staples and I was walking through the store and I was picking up something and then I'm walking back and I walked past the shelf and there was a blue Yeti microphone in a box sitting all by itself on the shelf. There was nothing else except that microphone. And I looked at it and I thought, no. And I walked to leave and then something made me go back and pick it up. So I bought it and it sat in the box <laughs> for the rest of 
2020 and then early 2021, I'm looking at this microphone and it's looking at me and I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, maybe I need to do something with this. And then I started thinking, well, what can I do? You know, what can I do with coffee with Jenny B? Well, talk about coffee, but is that enough? Anyway, so long story short, now I was able to get it started. And initially I thought it was just going to be me talking about stuff, coffee, coffee related things and so on. And I actually, strangely enough, never thought that I would be interviewing anyone until I actually did. And then I discovered how much I loved interviewing people. Again, it's conversations over coffee. I had someone ask me one day, so what are you all about? You know, like, what's your niche? Well, I don't really have a niche. You know, it's anyone who loves coffee. And actually, you don't even have to love coffee to enjoy my podcast because I have a girlfriend who does not drink coffee, loves my podcast. But it's conversations. It's like if you and I went to a coffee shop and I had coffee and let's say you had your fourth cup of coffee and now you're having hot chocolate, for instance, we would have a conversation and we talk about things that we're talking about right now. And so that really helped me solidify my brand that it's conversations over coffee. Because initially it was, who's my target audience? Is it people that are drinking coffee? Is it the coffee shop owners? Is it the coffee roasters? Like I couldn't narrow it down. And then once I realized that I didn't have to, because it's basically anyone who loves to talk over a cup of coffee. Ginny, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you, Matt. This is lots of fun. Next time, let's do it over coffee. Let's do that. My thanks to Jenny B for joining me on the show. The Coffee with Jenny B podcast can be heard on all the usual podcast apps. If you'd like to partner with Jenny, reach out to her. I've left the links in the show notes. This episode was produced by Evan Serminski and Aiden Glassy and built for your ears by everyone at the Sound Off Media Company. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.